Hello and welcome back to the Middleman Podcast, where if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that Max has a little halo around his head in between him and the middle and the new middleman background and uh, yeah we they, he's pointing to it if you're watching on youtube go and find us on youtube uh today we're talking boxing as we always do um josh warrington and janae boston uh, who we'll start with one of our well more local fighters he, he's sort of like a, an up and up, up and coming fighter i guess three and oh um he's had a really great career up until the, this point he signed with matchroom not too long ago. And we're talking about him because he's fighting uh, Aljvaz Venko from Slovenia. 5-3-1 is his record. So um, he's lost his last two fights, apparently, according to BoxRec. So listen, Janae Boston in action should be fairly straightforward. Like I said, he's done pretty well since signing uh, as a light middleweight for Matchroom. That's going to be the clash, a light middleweight clash. Super, well, he's, he has been a super welterweight, hasn't he, Max? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So he, he normally stays at 154 pounds, um, Janaid. Yeah, uh, that's that's his weight class. Super, super welter, light middle. However you wanna, yeah. however you wanna call it. I just love how um, it's always you that's got to be pronouncing the really obscure names on this hey, uh, on this show. The short, short straw every single episode. Um, so anyway, he's on the undercard of the Josh Warrington versus Louis Alberto Lopez fight. Um, and I, you know, actually, we'll, we'll talk about Janaid Boston first because. I think he he's a big kind of talking point. I think he should get the attention he deserves. Um, so fighting on this Warrington card, Max, and like I said, it should just be a straightforward fight. Yeah. Um, at this stage in his professional career, you're not expecting... Um, no one. Well, no one should be expecting super 50-50 competitive fights from him yet. Um, he's a young lad who's had a fantastic amateur career. Uh, and one thing... You know, you can say a lot of bad things about Eddie Hearn. One thing I'll give him is he knows how to move fighters along so well through their career. And that's what Janaid needs. He needs the right pace, um, some good matchmaking. And sometimes these these journeymen, these unknown fighters, um, they can be a tough test because you don't know an awful much about them. Their career, um, sorry, their record sometimes doesn't actually reflect their ability. And they, they can sometimes make it a big war. Um, for the for the prospect or for the a side and for the favorite but yeah i think uh Janaid will, will pick up new skills and, and learn some few things um on saturday but that's what it's all about is having these learning curves and i think for for the amateurs as well who who just come into their pro career it's all about learning and experiencing that different kind of physicality at pro level there's a bit of dirty games you know um forearms in faces tough clinches a bit of dirty boxing you don't get a lot of that in amateur careers uh, in amateur fighting but it is very much a prominent thing in professional boxing and uh for lads like Janae Boston who are three and oh that is the little things they uh they pick up and they learn from and and they kind of learn to adapt to so um yeah I think it'll be a great experience for him uh he's the star boy I can see him being in in great places I don't like putting too much uh hype and expectation onto onto one person but when you see them box the way I see Janae box um you know, you just you, you have to respect it and, and kind of get excited for, for what's to come in the future for him. For sure. And I think, like you said there, with the, the rough and toughness of professional boxing, it's, it's exactly the same as academy football. They'll play academy football. It's all going to be quite soft and fluffy. And, you know, the referees make 
calls that kind of protect players and it's never too violent because I've reported on a lot of academy football and then you get to proper pro football and elbows are flying in and it gets pretty crazy and it, and it can get rough and and that's the reality of football and it's the same with boxing and it's interesting as well that you say Eddie Hearn has done so well which he has compared to someone like Frank Warren because I, I did loads of stuff with BCB and then when we ran boxing gear I went to uh, loads of events, loads of Frank Warren events. And it always seemed like these lads are speaking to, you never hear of ever again. They'd have one fight and then they go back to the gym and you never really hear of them. Whereas you're right. I think Eddie Hearn really pushes through his lads and that's the difference with Eddie. So uh, it should be a cracking fight. You had a, a conversation with him. You spoke to him and um, we'll, we hope to get him on the podcast, but here's how your conversation with him went. I feel like, being around a lot of professionals from a very young age has put me in good stead and it's keep my feet on the ground. And I'm just looking to enjoy with the process. Uh, I don't want to get too big either, don't want to get too cocky. I've got a lot of work to put in and yeah, hopefully I'll put me in good stead. I'm looking to have a good successful career. It's a blessing, obviously. You don't really understand until you get to a certain age of how blessed you are to have such like a good crop of fighters who are older and you know, a lot more experienced at such a young age where you can learn from subconsciously or even if you are trying to learn I feel like just being around such people you're bound to learn and take up good things in and outside of the ring uh, we all know that boxing is a business as well so you come to grasp of the business aspect to it as well inside and outside of the ring it's been a good good blessing and uh, I'm forever thankful for it I've always been obsessed with boxing I don't think it was that. I think it was more of an aspect of, look, uh, I'm doing the sport now, but a lot, especially nowadays, a lot of people just seem to know about the boxing of today. Do you see what I'm coming from? Like, Javante yeah, yeah. Davis, Lomachenko, Tyson Fury, or Anthony Joshua. Whereas me, being around Brendan, I've been around a lot of the older lot in the gym, because I've always been around the older lot, the older lot. I've never been around lads my age. I've been around the elder lot. I've always known fighters from the back in the day, you know, the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s. We can go back, I can name you a lot of them. I can name you fighters they've been in. Uh, watched a lot of boxing growing up. He'd mentioned names, I'd listen, I'd watch. He never told me to. It was just that he put me in a position where it was up to me. Do you see I'm coming from? He'd mentioned names. I thought, right, I'm going to go. Home. When I go home, I'm going to watch him. Uh, so, yeah, I'd definitely say he definitely made his wisdom alone, his presence alone, being there. It made me love boxing a lot more and it made me realise there's a lot more from back in the day. It's not a recent thing. Like I said before, I watch a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters. I'll never try to imitate anyone. But don't get me wrong, if there's a thing I like and you think, yeah, do you know what, that'll work with me. There's no wrong in trying. So, yeah, yeah I'll try. I'll definitely try things out. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But there's no harm in trying. As long as you're not in the ring getting sparked out, I think you can try it elsewhere. <laughs> Well, I'm from Rotherham, but obviously I'm I'm based in Sheffield, you know what I mean? So I'd, yeah. I'd count myself as a Rotherham-Sheffield lad, but yeah, definitely, I want to be a name. Like I said before, yeah, I wouldn't want to be boxing. I wouldn't want to be doing what I'm doing day in, day out, trying to like make something of myself if I weren't there for that. I've never really understood people are half-hearted with this sport. It's, just, it's the wrong sport to be half-hearted with. You're not kicking a ball. You're not hitting someone with a racket, you're getting punched in the face or you're punching someone else in the face. Yeah, It's as simple as that. Uh, definitely, I want to be a big name. I want to be successful. I want to do everyone proud. And obviously, if they're in your intentions, I don't, I don't know why you're there for. Do you know what I mean? I've been spying pros since I was 13, 14. Do you know what I mean? And that's no joke. Yeah. Uh, if I'm doing what I'm doing now, where am I going to be when I'm at their age? 
Because believe me, I'm trying to do better than do better than what half these lot are doing. Even though they're doing very well, like that's my intentions. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to be one of the best, if not the best. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's like, at the end of the day, I don't really like get it to my head. I don't really, I look at it as experience. I don't look at it like, oh, I'm going in with someone. No, I look at it like that's going to get me better and I'm going to do that. I don't want to be sparring no divvies. Like, do you know, a lot of people nowadays, they want to do everything for the instant. Do you know what I mean? They'll, yeah. they'll punch up some poor lad, pull it up, and they think of the dog's bollocks. I'm not trying to be like that. I just want to, I just want to improve and improve and improve in the gym. So when I'm under the lights, there's nothing new to me. Well, I get wet water, can't don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's good. Obviously, it's good. But like, don't I don't hold on to that like a claim to fame. I'm like, yeah, I'm buzzing now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I've made it, and then then put myself in the high esteem. I am who I am. Do you know what I mean? They've got charms, two legs, just like me. Uh, don't be wrong. It's it's good. I appreciate the love and support. Uh, but like I said before, I'll appreciate anyone. I'll appreciate a man who's walking out of a corner shop, showing me appreciation. And I genuinely do. Like when people come, a lot of lads from the local gym bought tickets. I must have sold about forty tickets just from them. The Monday morning, the Monday morning after my fight, I've gone, I've gone, and said thank you. Do you know what I mean? I didn't have to say that, but I'm not saying it because a lot of people. Go, it goes without. Like, I think a lot of people take it for granted, uh, and I don't think I don't ever want to be one of them people. Uh, the people paying hard-earned money, putting their time and attention into you, putting a bit of hope into you, don't ever take that for granted because it can all go just like that. No pressure at all. I promise you, listen, it's a blessing. Why, why look at it as pressure? Any, everybody wants it. So why, so why look at it as pressure? Look at it as a blessing. I'm yeah. forever thankful. I headlined my first fight I, I, on my doorstep. It's literally five minutes from here. Like, that's a blessing, you know what I mean? People would die for that. So I look at this pressure. I enjoyed it. I had no nerves whatsoever. I literally went to sleep. Okay, I woke up two hours before I went. I went down. I was showered up. I went there. Do you know what I mean? That's a blessing. I, 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 a pressure is. I think pressure is what you put on yourself. Do you know what I mean? I feel like definitely. Yeah, have a have a high have having a high expectation of yourself. Yes, but have a sense of belief that you can do it. You see where I'm coming from. Yeah. Don't look at his pressure, and that's what I feel like I should be doing. And I feel like I'm doing right at that. So I think it's perspective, like you said before. You're right. You're dealing with people supporting you. You're dealing with a lot of people talking about you. There's two ways you can deal with it. You think, oh my god, what's happening? I've got people supporting me. Or two, you'd be like, yo, I've got people supporting me. Big buzz this. Let's show them. Do you know what I mean? I go with the latter. I feel like that's what you've got to do. And I feel like the moment you take that off yourself, you perform better. I feel like that's how you've got to do it. You've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. It's you versus yeah. you. I think the moment you, you, you start doubting it and you're putting questions in your mind, that's always a thing, part of your performance. Any Muppet can get off the street, yeah, and box, yeah. But do you know if, do you know if he's got a bit of belief in himself? He'll, I'm not saying he'll do well, but he'll do better than what he'd do if he didn't know what he was doing and question himself. Yeah. It's all in your brain. I'll never want to say I'm the most practicing Muslim in the sense of I am proper. There's a lot more better Muslims than me. There's a lot more practicing Muslims yeah. than me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it just I, I believe it does play a massive part. And I think without even me realizing, I think my prin, my principles, my morals, the way you live, without realizing it, it's being molded by religion and you know by your parents and even boxing. Uh, it, it does shape up your life, and yeah, it is confidence like. Yeah, I, I, I would say, I think, yeah, it does play a big, big part. Uh, but end of the day, 
religion's religion's boxing boxing and i feel like uh you've got to have confidence within yourself whether you're religious or not uh whatever works for you works for you but yeah i do believe religion does play a massive part well as of now uh, i'm speaking to a few promoters well i say me my management team s champ promoter uh, they're dealing with things and looking for what's the best deal for me it's looking rather positive as of now i've got a lot of interest in there uh it's a little frustrating, yeah. I want to be out ASAP. Like, I might even fully in camp right now, but I'll sit whenever. So, I'm ready. I want to do six rounds. I want my next fight, I want to do a six rounder. Uh, but I don't want to be fighting, or I don't want to be disrespectful, but no one wants not off the level. Do you know what I mean? I want to be fighting someone with meaning who's going to have a go. Uh, I mean, not, I'm not, I don't want to be here just messing around, ticking over. Like, I understand that I'm of a young age and I've got a lot of growing up and maturing to do, and even becoming better at everything. You never, you never learn enough, but. I do want to make steps in my career and not go stale. Uh, I really want to do well. I don't want to be fighting for years and years and years and then getting my step. I want to get it step by step. So if that even means my team bringing me back on that need, relax yourself, you know what I mean? And that's what I want. I'd rather that than them forcing me, you know what I mean? A good entertaining fighter who are game to fight anyone and uh, stood by what I believed in. Yeah. yeah. And, be, and away from what people think about me, uh, just be successful and have a lot of be financially secure and happy with what I've done. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. I, I think it's yeah. all about it's all about people thinking about yeah, and what people think about it. But you've also got to think about what you think about yourself. You've got to be happy within yourself. That's what yeah, I yeah. believe. I think a lot of man, a lot of people, a lot of boxers, even like the world will think the world of them, but they think it's something more. They always need something more. I feel like more than anything, you've got to be content within yourself by the end of it. So there was Junaid speaking to Max in, in Junaid's very early days of his career. And uh, that was whilst we were still at uni, Max. So uh, I think those AirPods you were putting them on, a, no, they no longer exist, do they? R.I.P. R.I.P. Max's AirPods. I want to talk about it, mate. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Um, I'm still missing them. I'm still missing them. Look, he sounds like a thoroughly nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's a great lad. And I think... Um, What's great is just like the how how humble he is. He just seems like he is one of us, you know, but just happens to be awfully good at boxing. <laughs> one of those, like, but he, he doesn't let that be his personality trait or his character. He doesn't let it inflate his ego. I mean, you know, when he's a world champion with a, a few million in the bank, then it, it might be different. It might get to his head by then. But for now, no, he's, he's, he's a sound lad, but he does have that character that you think um, a, a, a different, more famous or more expensive lifestyle wouldn't change him uh which i hope um I, I i hope it doesn't but i hope you know he does get all the all the success um that he deserves i know he's a hard worker uh he's as as you'll hear from that interview you know surrounded by good guys in his gym uh sonny edwards namely who who we've spoken about in this podcast uh an awful lot before but yeah he's he's great and um as as i said after he gets the win uh, this Saturday, hopefully we can uh, we can have him on next week. Yeah, we'd love to have him on. Uh, we'd love to have Josh Warrington on as well. He <laughs> is the man headlining the card on Saturday in Leeds in his his own back garden. It's home turf for for Josh, and he's always wanted to fight in Leeds. He gets the fight, uh, and he attempts to retain his IBF World Featherweight belt on uh, Saturday when he comes up against Luis Alberto Lopez. And get this, by the way, I mean, talk about the World Cup and the effect it's having on everything else. All of the local football, I know just from covering it this week, has been pushed 
forwards in terms of in terms of kickoff time. So all the three pms are now one pms or two pms, so people can get home to watch England France. Well, um, Saturday's event on the zone has been scheduled to run at the same time as England versus France, so that people in the arena can watch it on the arena screens. Uh, so whatever's happening will pause, and then the action will return. The boxing action will return after the football. Um, so as soon as the football's finished, even if it goes into extra time, the boxing will continue afterwards and it will just pause uh, throughout the 90 minutes and beyond. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, what, what, by the way, is it like watching the World Cup in Wales? I know you were born in England, then you moved to Wales. So it's kind of like a hybrid Englishman-Welshman with Wales out. What's it like watching England living in Cardiff? I'm a, I'm a true Wanglishman, mate. That's, uh, that's my identity. It's been my identity, but no... Seriously, um, English through and through, and people will just say that now because uh, because Wales are out and England are still here. But you don't understand the the depth I've had to go through uh, being at a rugby club while Wales batter England in the Six Nations, just representing England all by myself, being <laughs> uh, being jeered at left, right, and centre. So I've had I've had dark days as well, but um, you know, been able to to celebrate it and enjoy it um, here. But it's just it kind of. That that pop, that excitement is just kind of deflated a little bit. I've got to be honest because um, naturally, it's it, you know this is not it's not England, so it's 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 the opponent's country really, and no one's going to be excited or want to celebrate them. Granted, there are English people um, that live here among me. I'm not the only one, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a rarity, so it's not the same. But luckily enough, um, I was able to go and see the Senegal game in in Birmingham uh last week and that was just phenomenal actually experiencing um being in england to experience us win a game in a in a major tournament is my first i'm you know 21 years of age and, and never got to uh never got to experience that so that that'll stick with me forever but um i think as you were talking about the the event the zone event on saturday i think it's a great idea for the spectator you know that's perfect we were even at um I think it might be three years on the day. No, three years ago yesterday when Joshua uh, beat Ruiz in the rematch, they did this, BCB did the same kind of thing. They had a... Um, yes, I remember they that. They had I an was English where you were going with fight. that. And they did. And you're absolutely spot on. They did have the Anthony Joshua fight on the screens at that BCB event. I remember it because you got in a scrap in the toilets or, no, or almost did. A great... Great night. And then I got beef on Twitter. That whole night was just yeah, unreal, yeah, I remember unreal in Walsall. Some BCB Black Country Boxing event. Uh, go check them out. I'm not sure what they're doing now, but I think they're still doing some pretty cool stuff. And I do know what you mean and the feeling of being like an alien in, not in my own country, but I went to the US to watch USA versus England in the World Cup. And I was like the only Englishman in Chicago watching that game. And so I know exactly what it feels like. What it feels like. I was just sitting there like in my little corner watching it and they can't contemplate a draw, let alone a goalless draw. Um, so I had to explain football or as they call it, soccer to the <laughs> Americans. Um, and my girlfriend wasn't interested in either. It was a terrible game. I'm not surprised. It was such a bad advert for English football, but uh, there you go. Well, we'll turn our attention back to boxing, back to Josh Warrington. And, you know, again, this is a, I don't want to say straightforward fight, but it's a fight he expects to be winning after those two losses. Um, he won his IBF belt by beating Kiko Martinez earlier this year. Um, this is his first challenger. Um, but his record stands at 31 wins with that uh, one loss against uh, Maurizio Lara, who 
by all accounts, was a good opponent. I, I suppose, is there the risk now that this Lopez guy, anyone can do what Lara did. Lara was just, he wasn't a chancer by any means. He was a great fighter, but perhaps people thought he was a chancer. Do you think there's that risk now? Or do you think Warrington really has his head locked in? He knows exactly what he's doing and he's not going to let anything like that happen again. I think the risk is is still there. Um, like it's never left, really. I, there was no, there's no real risk in, in Kiko Martinez. I'm not going to lie. You know, Salford Barrett years ago um, showed showed that Martinez was past it. Although Martinez had a great fight against him, uh, may I say. They, those were close scorecards. Uh, they were well. It's a close fight. The scorecards didn't indicate that, um, but that was. I mean, I'm I'm showing my age now by saying that was uh, one of the first Kiko Martinez fights I've seen. Although you know he had been he had been around way way before that fight, but he he was he was gone by then. So for Warrington to claim it back, you know, I I'm not gonna take any credit away from uh, Kiko's win against Kid Galahad. Huge upset, massive punch. Amazing, amazing, um, kind of mo- modern classic uh, boxing there with that that one overhand just taking him out it was crazy. But yeah, he's he's managed to get that win. But I think to be honest, from that situation, Warrington was was rubbing his hands, licking his lips, looking at that, saying yeah, because he, he went to war with Kid Galahad, and people thought that Galahad beaten him years back. So you know. The, the much preferred, kind of how we would have preferred um, the other team that lost to France instead of having France in the quarterfinals. You would have much preferred a, a worse team. Um, so, yeah, that is, as is, as is boxing, though, you, you, can never, you can never expect these things, as you said, straightforward. Nothing is ever straightforward in this sport, and, and that's what's great about it. Um, Martinez got the win, but I think it was just an, a really easy fight for Warrington to reclaim uh, a featherweight world title. And with this opponent now, this Lopez, what do we know about him? We didn't know much about Lara beforehand. He's another under the radar Mexican, uh, yeah, another and Mexican. he might be able to punch. Who I think who I think is who I think is mates with Maurizio Lara. I don't know that for certain, but I think I, I read that somewhere. Um, so they might be reaching there, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, we'll sure about that. I'm sure they've spoken to each other. Um, but this is what Warrington has to say. He says it's like a game of snakes and ladders. It's just easy to stay on the top. Yeah, of course it is. Um, he thinks he's going to do it. Um, but but does his Mexican friend have other ideas? Warrington says I feel the strongest I ever have done in my career, uh, and that he's sitting down on his punches a lot more. So that's interesting as well. Um, and here are some stats. His current knockout ratio is 26%, which is pretty normal. It's pretty good, actually, um, for that weight class. Um, and he's only ever been stopped once, as we know. With a total of 249 rounds, that's not bad. So his professional fights, on average, have lasted 7.5 rounds. How long do you think this... How far do you think this fight's going to go? I think, to be fair, mate, I might have to call you out here. That knockout, that knockout succession rate, it's yeah. not it. It's, I think it's, I think it is considerably low. I know, I know really? it is featherweights. And... Really, even if, even in featherweight, you think twenty six percent is low? That's interesting. Mate, because we're we're gonna look at opponents. Um, we'll, we'll talk about you know future opponents for um, for Warrington if he does get over this um, this obstacle that shouldn't be underestimated on the weekend. Uh, if he if he does defend his title, he's got killer. That he's like he, 
don't get me wrong, he's a killer himself. Do you know what I mean? But he Warrington is his, his volume. Uh, he'll outwork you, and and that's what he does, and that's why he was on top um, for for a decent amount of time. You know, it's not, well about a couple of years back. You know, it wasn't wasn't too long ago. Um, so we can, you know, it's, it's it's up to us whether we want to believe what he says there about how how strong he feels. He is only thirty two, and we have seen resurgences in careers. Um, so I think he's garnered a bit of a doubter in me after the Lara fight. I'm not going to lie, like he he has. So, but what a great opportunity he has on Saturday to um to prove me wrong and 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 prove his doubters wrong and show that yeah no I am. I am the top dog here, but it's never, it's never inside the distance stuff for him. I can see him if he is going to get the win, it's going to be in classic Josh Warrington style, outworking the guy with just fast, ferocious. He's a real punches, warrior. He's punches. a real warrior, Josh Warrington. Really, really like not afraid to get his hands dirty, kind of fighter. And you're completely right, by the way. I just had a quick Google search. Fifty-eight percent is the average knockout percentage for featherweight. So spot on, as always. In the boxing corner with Max <laughs> Taylor. Um, there you go. Being called out. Happy to. Happy to. Um, yeah. He, happy to educate you, brother. <laughs> listen, listen. Happy to learn always. But he'll get down and he'll get scrappy if he needs to. And um, I, I think he'll win. I think it's going to be a, a pretty not not comfortable, but I think he'll he'll do it in, in decent style. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. And um, as for Janae Boston, again, I think that's a a pretty pretty set fight, but. You never know in boxing, although against a guy that had how many losses did we say? Yeah, a few. A uh, good few, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think there's only gonna be one winner, but plenty of boxing to look forward to, Max. Yeah, definitely. It's it's gonna be a great card, you know, with uh France England as as like a kind of interval spectacle as well. It's it's new, but I think um the zone and, and Eddie and Matchroom have, have done that really well, kind of really understood what the fans want. Um, and integrated integrated it uh, really well. To be fair, um, I just feel bad for whoever is going to be uh, on the fight before the game because they'll be like oh, warming up, smashing the pads. They're going to be on the clock. And, the clock. Cause, could you imagine if they're half? Wait two hours. Also, that's a really interesting point because it's like when an international break comes when a team's in really good form. It's, it's anything in any sport when your rhythm is is broken into like that. Surely. After- Surely they're going to time it so that no fight can even come close to matching the kickoff time because that would be that would be really unfair because whoever is on the back foot has that chance. Well, has an hour and a half, two hours could be more if there are penalties to fully recover and regain some energy. So that could cause absolute uproar, but I surely that won't be allowed to happen. Yeah, no, I think uh, for the, for the fighters and their team, it's just all about timing, all about kind of understanding the pace of the night how it's going to go it's going to be longer than usual it because it will be an undercard fighter it might even be might even be Janaid. um ho- ho- hopefully not hopefully if it is his, his rhythm's not broken but i remember as an amateur for me it was all about anticipation i just wanted to get in there win the fight get get the night over and done with so i think for for an undercard fighter to have to wait like two hours longer than they would normally than they're normally kind of used to being on shows. Um, it, it might it might toy with them, and it'll be interesting. I'll be watching um, the fight that follows the game really closely to see if to see if either boxer does look a bit cold out there, doesn't look like they've warmed up, or, or looks like they've done too much warming up and, and look a bit tired from the start. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. 
It'll be a great atmosphere in Leeds. Here's the card, by the way, and to give you a rundown. So obviously Warrington, uh, Luis, Alberto Lopez, uh, the headliner, then Ebony Bridges versus uh, Shannon O'Connell. Big fans of Emily Bridges. Are we on the Minimum podcast, Emily? If Wonder why. <laughs> if you're listening, jump on. You're always welcome. Um, yeah, definitely, so the, definitely. Always jump on. The IBF World Bantamweight title. Um, they're fighting for, and then in the WBA Continental Superweight, Super World to Weight, uh, sorry, for that title, it's JJ Metcalf versus Courtney Pennington. Uh, I'll give you the other fights on that card as well. Shannon Courtney, um, big fan of Shannon's versus uh, Gemma Rug. Uh, Felix Cash up against Celso Neves. Hopi Price uh, versus Jonathan Santana. Loads of fights. Janae Boston, uh, as we've been uh, teeing up, is obviously on that scorecard as well. Rianne Dixon uh, against Christine Shergill. Corio Regan versus Sean Cooper. And then Kobe uh, McNamara versus Nabil Ahmed. And on there, Junaid is one, two, three, four. I think he's the fourth fight up. So yeah. a lot. there's a lot of fights on that card. Yeah, it is. It is a stacked card, and stacked. Th- there are some. There are some good, um, good domestic names in there as well. You know, don't just because we're focusing on Janae, don't let it distract you people from uh, the other talent that is in there. As, as we mentioned, Ebony Bridges, uh, world champion now, like am- amazing character. Yeah. Um, great boxer. You know, she proved that against Shannon Courtney. Hopefully, if those two girls win, I'd I'd love to see a rematch of that fight because they showed that you know female boxing. You know, as other fights have, but especially those two, because uh, I think a lot of people view them, uh, especially the older male demographic in boxing, view them with um, stereotypical eyes. For them to show that it's not just glitz and glamour and they can really get down and, and punch and, and go to war in that ring is done amazing for them. You know, I've, I've been invested in their careers ever since. Um, and yeah, for, for both of them to get it on. Uh, for a world title again would be would be great to see. But you know, you got JJ Metcalf in there as well, who who always brings a great show. Uh Felix Cash, who in my opinion could be on pretty much the brink of a world title, seeing as Denzel Bentley just recently fought for the middleweight title against Yanabek Alim Kolani. Um Felix Cash beat Denzel Bentley and Denzel Bentley gave it a great effort against against Janibek that fight. So I think Felix Cash could also, um, you know, potentially potentially win that fight. I don't want to don't want to make too too much of a bold statement here and, and say that you definitely win it. But you know, in boxing, it's never if fight fighter A beats fighter B, and fighter B beats fighter C, then fighter A does beat fighter C. It's never that easy, as we said. It's never that straightforward. But I think Felix Cash can win this fight. He could be in. Um, in for a great couple of fights and see himself fighting and potentially winning a world title very soon. Absolutely. And boxing, like you say, never straightforward. And that is exactly why we absolutely love it. So stacked cards in Leeds, stacked card in Leeds, I should say. And then a brilliant night of football, England versus France. Quick score prediction. Oof. Um, mate, it's so, it's I'll give so you mine. Go on. I think we're going to beat them. Seriously. You think we're going to beat them? England two, France one. I, I cannot, the only reason I cannot say 2-1 for either team is that I said it for, <laughs> I, said, I think I said it for Wales, I said it for Senegal. Do you know what? Third time's a charm. I'm going to agree with you. 2-1. 2-1 two 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 one one. England? 2-1 will beat France, yeah. That's yeah, it, yeah. it's coming home. I, I, you, you've got to believe, you've got to believe because I, I, I doubted think- too much. I thought our games would be tight. I know, obviously, France, 
reigning champions, whole new step up. But without the big hitters, could, could, I doubt it, but could be without Mbappe. I've heard he's picked up a knock. I don't know how much truth is in that, but yeah. I, I think we can hold off their defence. I think if Walker can keep up with Mbappe, uh, and if Rice, I really hope Rice is fit, I think we can give him a real good game. Yeah, I'm not going to have my fingers crossed for um, Mbappe being ruled out. I'd rather he played them and we still beat them because then it doesn't look like an excuse uh, the only reason we beat them was because Mbappe was out. I'd rather he plays the game and we still win. Um, and yeah, people are acting about, like, I've seen so much talk about Walker versus Mbappe as if Kyle Walker's never played in a Champions League game against him. Sure, and he not the Champions League like... final. Did he, uh, did he play for Spurs? Oh, I don't know if it was oh, Spurs. No, 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 no. I don't I think well, City, well, he has uh, played in Champions League. He would have done with either City or Spurs. I'm yeah, just... I mean, he's, he's had the European matchups with Mbappe yeah. already. I'm pretty sure they, they've they've played. So it's it's nothing new. England have world-class players as well. Let's not just focus about the threats. You know, as a nation, when we're talking about this, let's not focus on the the threats that France have. Let's focus on the threats that we have and look at what we can do um, to them. you got, you know, Jules Koundé, very solid defender, amazing. Right back, I don't, I don't, I think he's a, he's a bit out of his depth there. You know, maybe he'll prove me wrong and people, people will be laughing at me if, uh, if he goes on to have a masterclass, but you know, you, you got to have some faith and, and really go and attack these. And, and the fearlessness, which I think Southgate has instilled in the team, I think he's instilled it, but also there is that kind of defensive nature to him. If we can be more fierce, fearless in the offense and, and the, the attacking end of the pitch, then I think we have a real good chance. Yeah, let's see how we go. But obviously, I hope we do it. And I think we will. So football's coming home. Um, some big boxing to look forward to. And yeah, football's coming home. That's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you need to hear, guys. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully, we have Saturday night's winner on the show soon. I'll be in talks with him. Um, and we got a few guests lined up. Say this every week, but there will be. You just you you stay tuned. You stay patient, and uh, and see who you bring on. I uh, hope you're enjoying the content, guys. And as Noah said, football's coming on. Goodbye. Bye.